Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Q&E podcast. You're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. I got Eggert on the other line. Eggert, tell the people what's good. Yes, sir. Can't wait to get into this new episode with y'all, Quincy. Let's get into it. Yes, man. So this is your first time listening to the Q&E podcast. We are primarily sports podcast, but we are now breaking into the entertainment side of things. So definitely check out our movie pods. We just had one the other day on Uncut Gems and Bad Boys for Life. So go check that one out. We also talked about uh, new movies that are coming up, the shows that are coming out on Netflix, things like that. So definitely go check that out. And we have a current events uh, pod coming out soon, too. Talking about interesting articles, things that's going on in the world today, man. So definitely check that one out. It's supposed to be dropping this weekend or on Monday. So definitely check that one out as well. But in this podcast, we're talking about the NBA, the NFL, and college basketball. So let's dive right into it, man, with the the game of the week, really, man. When it was the Bucks versus the Heat, man. The Heat clamped them, bro. Clap the Bucks up, man. Giannis only had 13. Bam, put the works on him. And I'm going to let Edgar get his junk off, bro, because he been, you know what I'm saying? He been talking all about the Heat, how they going to stop the Bucks. So I'm going to let him, you know, say what he got to say. Yeah, see, I've been telling y'all now. Y'all ain't, Quincy especially. Like, uh, I don't get how. I still don't see it, but okay. I don't get how we both Miami Heat fans, but he don't see what I'm seeing right now. I thought we both would have had this type of vision. I've been telling y'all, the Heat are either the number one or the number two threat to the Bucks. And the only reason I can say they could possibly be the number two threat would be if Philly was fully healthy and we weren't worried about Embiid or Simmons being injured. But other than Philly, I see Miami being the biggest threat to the Bucks. I love the I love the energy of the cohesiveness that the team is giving. I love the leadership that Jimmy Butler has. I love the coaching method that Eric Spolster is using right now to be able to battle up against teams like Giannis with all that length and stretching and everything. So I, mm-hmm. I just feel like the Heat are the biggest threat to the Bucks right now, and they proved that. So you got them over the Sixers right now for biggest threat? Yeah. I, I still, I still want to let everybody know, I did originally, before the season started, I picked the 76ers to represent the East, but I did have Miami as my dark horse. So if Philly don't make it and Miami make it, I don't want nobody saying I switched up because mm-hmm. I seen this coming. Yeah. So what I seen on Tuesday, man, I, I got to rock with Miami as the biggest threat, man. But the thing about Miami, I just can't see them getting far. I'm just like, I see a, a second round ceiling, bro. And that's just the expectation I have. From. I can't see them getting farther than that, bro. I, I They're just missing that piece to me. It's like Boston has that piece where I can see like a finals appearance. The Bucks, they kind of have it. I kind of don't believe in the Bucks really, but I really believe in Boston and I really believe in the 76ers when they get it all together, bro. But it's something about Miami that's really holding me back, bro. And I don't know if it's because I am a Heat fan, so I watch them more closely than, than anybody, everybody else does, but it's just like something still is holding me back. But them against the Bucks, they're 2-0 against the Bucks, man. Beat them at home and at on the road, bro. So I can't deny it. Bam is probably the best uh, Giannis defender in the league with his length. And the rest of the Heat team always shows up against the Bucks. So I can't complain, bro. They showed me a lot on Tuesday night. I was surprised, but, hey, they got it done, bro. Uh, but Jimmy Butler, bro, let's dive into him real quick. Because he doesn't score a lot of points, and I think – that that's what that is what uh what I don't want to say this. That is what turns the media away from Jimmy in a way 
because a lot of eyes aren't on him. But his impact on the court is like second to none on this Heat team, bro. So just dive into that for everybody who doesn't really watch the Heat, bro. And just t- talk about his impact. And I just want to point out before I even get into it, he basically answered that question himself um, with some interviews that he had earlier this week. You know, Jimmy Butler was quoted saying that I know I've never really been the tallest or the fastest or the strongest, but I guarantee you my work ethic and the amount of hustle I put in on the court, it'll make it look like I'm one of the best players in the league, which I feel like I am, you know, so I, I totally agree with that. I love the energy that he plays with. I love the dog mentality that he just instills in that young group of guys in Miami right now. And Coach Spolstra is still fairly young himself, you know. Yeah. So that that's just a whole young core in South Florida that's just really figuring out how to hustle and outwork everybody, even though, like Quincy said, they may, they may be missing that one piece that could just completely solidify them as the biggest threat in the East. But – I feel even without that one piece that's missing, the hustle and the it's heart of that good. team. Yeah. Is just so, yeah, it's just it's so big, led by Jimmy. I feel like nobody can stop them if they keep playing the way they're playing. Yeah, man, because Jimmy's box score stats wouldn't scream to you that he's like a, a all-star in this league, man, because every time I look at it, at least every time I look at a box score, he's getting like 15 points, something around that. But you could tell his impact. If you watch a game, bro, him and Bam probably don't have the best stats, but their impact on the court, it's second to none, bro. So I just want to give both of them dudes huge shout-outs for what they do on an every-night basis, bro, for this Heat team. And I love what I'm seeing from them. But now let's dive into Steph, man. Steph just came back last night. He had 23. They hung around with uh, the Toronto Raptors. What do you see from Steph, and what are your expectations from him for the rest of the season? Steph's just being Steph, you know. He getting back in the groove and everything. I love to see how energetic he was when he came back I loved <clears throat> I love how the fans embraced him coming back and it's gonna be the same thing with Clay when he returns and when Draymond is back at 100% and the original three Warriors are back in action fully for next season it, it's gonna be beautiful to watch and the Warriors are gonna go from one of the worst teams in the NBA to back up top in the top five sixteen bracket where they usually are so this is just the first chapter of that chapter one Steph chapter two Clay, chapter three, Draymond, and that's all it is right now. Yeah. So I wanted to dive into this, too, because I agree with you on everything about Steph. I, they're not playing for much, but we're still going to get that Steph excitement that is really unmatchable in the league. I don't think anybody else has his gravity and excitement like that in the league, man. It's, it's definitely a second to none. But I wanted to dive into next season a little bit. Like, what are your expectations of next season? Do you still see them as being a championship team? Like, they can win a championship next season with the, the pieces that they have with Steph, Draymond, Wiggins, Clay, and also a top-five pick, which they can trade for something uh, valuable or they can draft somebody like a Wiseman. What, what are your expectations and what is their ceiling? Do you still see them as a championship team? Probably not for next season. Oh, really? Just because, yeah, I don't – maybe within the next two or three seasons, you could say definitely the Warriors are the number one or two possible team to get a championship. But next season, uh, I just feel like with LeBron and AD still um, having a chance of being together next season and Kawhi with PG and the Clippers and the team that they've built and – you know, you still got um not stuff, but you still got uh 
Westbrook and Harden. You still got the Nuggets. Like those one, two, three. I think those fourteen. Yeah, those four teams I just named. I don't feel like the Warriors are just gonna be like right back above three out of four of those teams. I, I think I, they I, are, I bro. I think they're gonna be right. I think they might be two behind the Clippers. I will put them two behind the Clippers. But I think I got them over LA, uh, LA Lakers, bro. I like the team, bro. Like you already know, I love the Wiggins pickup. I love the Wiggins trade. And I think if they get Wiseman, this whole team is going to come together. With the developed players that they're developing this year, like the the Damian Lees, the Jordan Pools that they're developing right now, going to be huge contributors next season off the bench. You still got Looney. I think they're the second-best team in the West next season. And I think the championship window is still open for this team, which is crazy because they just had, what, a five-, six-year run. But they're still going to be in it. They needed this season off to rest. Everybody got their rest. Draymond really didn't play this season. Clay didn't play this season. Steph really didn't play this season. So everybody is well rested for next season, bro. I still see them as a top two seed in the West. I really like what I'm seeing, bro. And I love the way. I, I wouldn't put them. I wouldn't put them any higher than four right now. Four behind the Nuggets. Fourth best team in the West. Behind the Nuggets. Fourth best team in the West. Yeah. And we need to talk about the Nuggets too, because they're not playing my man Michael Porter Jr. no more, and I don't know why. We already talked about it on this podcast that you need him to go far in the playoffs. You don't got no dynamic wings, and Michael Porter Jr. is the dynamic wing. I don't know what's going on with Mike Malone, bro. Getting on my nerves, dog. Every night I look at a Denver game, Michael Porter Jr. ain't on the court. Stop playing <laughs> Paul Millsap so much and stop playing Jerry and Grant so much. Play Michael Porter Jr. That's who we want to see. The future. That literally the future, bro. If you want to get anywhere. <laughs> If you want to get anywhere with the Denver Nuggets, bro, you need a dynamic wing. Jokic can be as great as he want to be, but he's not going to take you to the finals, bro. He cannot be your best player. And I don't think Jamal Murray can be your best player as well. So Michael Porter Jr. has to develop into something, bro. We said it on this podcast. Me and Edgar have both said it, bro. You need him to go far. And he's not getting any playing time, which is crazy to me. I just had to get that off my chest, bro. Because I've been looking at the Nug the past couple of weeks. Just hoping that he plays, and I never see him, and it's it's really disheartening. But let's dive into the next, bro. So my man Karis Levert had a fifty piece the other night, man, and I really feel like Karis Levert has become the forgotten man in Brooklyn. Last year he was overshadowed because he got injured, and also Jangela Russell had his All Star season, but Spencer Dinwiddie feels like he gets more shine than uh, Levert, and obviously when Kyrie and KD come back, he's going to be overshadowed by him. But I feel like his talent level screams that he can be a second to third option on a, at least a good team, bro. So I want to I want to know can he be a trade asset for this team next season, or can he be an actual valuable piece for the Nets? I mean, he could be both. He could definitely be a valuable piece. I see him having the fight for third best player on the team between him and Dinwiddie because. I feel obviously KD is the number one best option on the team for the Nets, and I put Kyrie at number two. Like I, I still trust Kyrie, even though lately he's just been weirding me out with the with everything that's been going on with him this mm-hmm. season. But KD, Kyrie, and then the fight for third best player on that team would be between Levert and Dinwiddie. So I feel like there's reason to keep him. But like you said, he's good enough as we've seen now without 
all these other stars on the team. He's good enough to be at least a second option on a team. So he it could go both ways. I feel like he could be valuably kept and valuably replaced. So. Look, I'm going to say this, man. If LeVert didn't get hurt next season, that man would have been an all-star. So that means he a top 25 player already. He be slept on. Like I said, he's forgotten. And this is my hot take. My hot take. That's my sound for a hot take. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it. Karis LeVert will be the second best net next season after Kevin Durant. Yep, I said it. He's before Kyrie. He's before no. He's going to be no. net. And name, recognition, Kyrie? and name recognition, he's not. Obviously, we all know Kyrie more than uh, Karis LeVert. But Karis LeVert, production-wise will be the second best net. And that's okay. And that's well, what, what's can, name healthy. That's what Kyrie has. You can say product you can say production, but nah, no, I can't I can't even let that slide. No, bro. That that's my hot take. That's my hot take. I got I had to say it. I I, I don't believe in Kyrie anymore, bro. At the end the I understand the me. argument. The injuries but nah. scare me. And I just feel like Levert it's really started coming to his own, and he he can be that guy for Kevin Durant. But I don't really know his role for next season because I don't even know if he starts next season. So it, it kind of hinges on that. If he starts, then my hot take still remains. But if he come off the bench, then throw my hot take away. He coming off the bench. Because he, play, he playing the two. So you're going to have Kyrie, Levert, or you might have Kyrie, Joe Harris. Damn, I don't know. KD. That's what I'm saying. I, I like, hold on. That's why I'm saying. Let me look at the roster real quick. But but that but you hear what I'm saying though. That's why I'm saying should he be a trade asset? Because is my man even going to start next season? It's like, damn, I don't even know. Like you might have Kyrie Joe Harris, and it's like, where does Karis Levert really fit in? That's why I was asking this question. Like, damn, he might be a nice little trade asset for this team next season. The line, the starting lineup I'm thinking of right now would be Kyrie. Dan Witty, KD, Joe Harris, and DeAndre Jordan. That would be my starting five. You starting DeAndre Jordan over Jared Allen? Yeah, I mean, they're kind of similar, DeAndre. but I, I think yeah, I'm running I, with I, I trust DeAndre. Yeah, I think I ride with Jared Allen, but I don't think Dan Witty starts either. Dan Witty more of a six man. I don't think you can play Kyrie and Dan Witty together, really, because their games are uh, like uh, real similar to me. So it's like, I don't know, bro. But if LeVert starts, like I said, my man's talent level is second tier. He would have been an all-star if he didn't get hurt. His talent level is there. If my man stays healthy and Kyrie stays healthy, my hot take, LeVert would be the second best net. Mark my words. Write it down. Clip what I said. He would be the second best net. Y'all can disagree all y'all want, all y'all Kyrie fans. Yada, yada, yada. Karis LeVert is up next up. He next up. Uh, let's move on to this MVP discussion, man. So it's basically down to LeBron and Giannis at this point. The media says that Giannis is the runaway uh, winner, but this last couple of weeks, LeBron has really gained traction in the MVP race with a couple big games against the Pelicans and somebody else he played in between. I keep forgetting who else he played in between. But he had about three big games this past couple of weeks, and now he's back in the race. So who would you have for MVP right now? Uh, from a fan standpoint and just from a a shock fan standpoint, I would pick LeBron just off of the fact that he's 35, still doing what he's doing. And 17 years in the game, we're still talking about you being the best player in the league. And 
I don't I don't care how many people say Giannis is the best player in the league right now. He, I don't feel any other player in the NBA can do what LeBron is doing at this point in time. Averaging career high in assists, has the number one team in the West in his second year in the West after dominating the East for so many years and people saying, oh, he was in the East, but now he's in the West and his team is dominating still now. So I feel like being the number one team, leading the league in assists, and being the old man of the league and still being able to say I'm the best player, that that just sounds like a much better MVP resume. But we had this conversation yesterday. LeBron is the better story because he's old. You know what I'm saying? He's putting all the work in. He's 11 assists, leading the league in assists, still doing LeBron type of things. But I don't like how y'all starting to use this East thing against Giannis when LeBron was eating off the East for so long. LeBron got four. No, but what we're saying is, but we're saying is he was so heavily criticized for eating off the East that now that Giannis doing it, everybody quiet. That's why I feel like I feel like nobody Mm -hmm. could. I get it. Nobody's held to a higher standard than LeBron. LeBron is the gold standard. That's why it is. Like, yeah, no, nobody is gonna be held to that standard of perfection like the media and fans and basketball critics hold LeBron to. If LeBron can't get number one in the East every year, he's going to be chewed up. If he does get number one in the East every year, everyone says, oh, it's the East. Mm -hmm. But now that Giannis is eating, and for the past two, three seasons now, they've been in the top three for teams in the East. It's like nobody says anything. Yeah. But the, so that that's what I say. But the thing with Giannis, man, his team is on a seventy win pace. He's putting up astronomical numbers. I want to say he's putting up around 30, 13, and six assists right now with the and he's probably the best defensive player in the league. We're not even throwing that in there. Probably the best defensive player. And the fact that LeBron has somebody like AD on his team that takes away the MP uh, MVP votes and takes pressure off of a uh, LeBron James. It's really why Giannis should be the winner right now. I feel like it still could be up in the air, but right now, bro, I would have to give it to Giannis, man. And the fact that AD is on LeBron's team is is really t- it's really holding me back from giving it to LeBron because I picked LeBron for my MVP earlier this season. But having AD and AD being as dominant as he is is really is really holding me back from LeBron picking LeBron, man. Because I really don't want to give it to Giannis to be honest with you, bro. I really don't. I don't think Giannis is a top five player in this league. I think he just puts up good stats and he's on a good team. That really you say you don't think he's a top five nope, player? Nope. No, I do not. What? You can name five people better than whoa. whoa. Do you want me to run through my five? Whoa. Name five players better than Giannis right now. Name five. LeBron, Kawhi. Okay. Huh? Okay. LeBron, Kawhi. We're talking about healthy or this season? Healthy, I don't care. Oh, healthy? Oh, I can throw in KD. You want me to throw in the KDs or no? Yeah. The KDs, Steph, and then I'm going to throw AD in there before. So you're taking Steph, you're taking Steph over here. Yes. Why? Yes, bro. We just see what Steph can do for a team, a championship team. The most, the best shooter yeah. in the world? What are you talking okay, about? Okay, best shooter in the world. Best shooter and best player, two completely different he was a, teams. He was now. unanimous MVP. What are we saying? That was three what? That was like three No, I'm years saying ago? right now Steph can still be the best player on the championship team. Giannis, I don't know, bro. Giannis, we just seen. We, was just, we just talked about it. Giannis can still be clamped in a game. 
All you got to do is put up Everybody your phone can be clowns. Everybody can be clowns. No, Come on now. No. We're going to act like nobody. You can't clamp, bro. We're going to act like people in the league can't just can't get clamped on certain no, nights. No. Wow, you, that's you what we're doing bro. now. You can't clamp, Bron. Bron, you can, yes, you can. You can slow, no, you can slow down, Bron, but you can't clamp him. We've seen Giannis get clamped by Kawhi last season in the playoffs, and we just seen it on Tuesday what the Heat can do against somebody like a Giannis. When you put up that wall, you just got to have somebody that can stay in front of that man, and bruh, he's clamped basically. I don't think that will work in the playoffs. I think he will get MVP, but he's not a top five player in this league. Nope. Won't believe it. Wow. Nope. I can't nope, believe nope, nope, you. Nope, 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 nope. I won't believe it. And I I'm ready for next for season. Oh, I just named six. Give me Oh, Ron. no. Oh, my gosh. Ron, Kawhi, KD, Steph, AD, and give me Harden. Because Harden, he can get a bucket when he need to. Giannis cannot. Giannis cannot. So I just named six players for you. Name six that are better than Giannis. But Giannis will get MVP because he's on the team that fits him. Next topic, because I can't believe I you, half bro. of the BS you just Damn, said. I'm just telling you. Oh, my it's God. It's just the facts. It's just the facts, bro. Man, whatever. Whatever. Facts, man. I can't. I, if y'all listening bro, right now, I still just, bro, just have y'all ears intact. I can't, man. Ain't nobody finna. Oh, we got to take what, that. What, what, are you, what are you talking gotta, about? Nate, what, you, what we got to take that. Top Twitter. three? As of right now in the league, including if everybody else was healthy? Yes. Wait, he's, he's he's top five. Oh, oh. You can make an argument he ain't top three. He top five. Mm-hmm. I might take top five. If we were talking about Joel and B, I might. If we were talking about Joel and B, I could understand you can name six, seven nah, players better than Joel and B. But we talking about Giannis. I don't put Embiid over him. I don't. I don't put Embiid over him. But I give I give Giannis that over Embiid. But he's not better than. So you, who is your top five? Then? My top five. I don't got any order right now. I'm yeah, just, just naming. Name just name. But Bron. If if everybody was healthy, Braun, Kawhi, KD, Giannis, and who would be my fifth? Steph. No AD? Why no. not? AD would be right behind Steph. If everybody's healthy. That's disrespectful, bro. And I have AD before Harden. Mm, bro. Over Harden. Mm. My y'all can't. Oh my gosh, I can't. Bro, no, to y'all can't bro. tell me my list isn't better. LeBron, Ka- not in any particular order, but LeBron, Kawhi, KD, Steph, and Giannis. No, bro, I can't. I can't go with you, bro. I can't go with you. And I probably man, and then right and bro, on the outside of that, you got hard in there. Throw oh, Dame in name? there, bro. I could throw Dame in there. If I, if oh, I was oh no, let's let's go. Let's go. Let's top it. I'm not gonna throw Dame in there. But if I wanted to get a little saucy, I would throw Dame in there. Dame better than oh my I'm gosh! Dame, bro. I've seen Dame than the Greek freak. I've seen Dame than the Greek freak. Yes. Oh I've my god! <laughs> you're being disrespectful. Oh. I like Dave a little too. Bro, you're being bro, very I'm just disrespectful. Saying, I'm just saying. Right I'm not throwing Dame in there. But I'm just saying, if I wanted to get a little saucy with you, I would throw Dame in there. I can't give an argument. You're being disrespectful. It's an argument for Dame in there, bro. It is. You're being it disrespectful. Is, Next topic. All right, bro. We can move on, bro. You just, you mad Next about the facts. Topic. 
Let's move on. What let's, facts? Let's, You're not even telling me anything. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> you didn't even say bro, anything. Bro, I'm just telling you what it is. You got an MVP. You're giving LeBron. strictly opinions. You got a finals MVP in, uh, in Kawhi. You got a finals MVP in KD. You got Steph. He was gravity is second to none, and he has three. Y'all just at least been to the Eastern Conference Finals. Dave ain't even been there. He got to the Western Conference Finals last year. All right, I get and that. What? Giannis ain't been further than that either. Man, so it's a, it's an argument for my man. See, AD and Giannis, it's an argument that Giannis could be over AD. That's why when you said top five. I was like, it's an argument for Giannis for top five. It's an argument for Giannis for top five. But I'm not going higher than five. He's not top four. He's not top four. Not at all. The top four is solidified with my man, Bron, uh, Kawhi, KD, and Steph. The top four is solidified. But five, you can talk about Giannis, AD, Harden. That's the second tier. That's why I throw in Giannis. But top five, I can I can deal with it. But I, he's outside of my top five. He is outside of my top five. You're wild. Well, let's let's move on, bro. We're gonna let the people decide, man. Comment on this video what you think, man, about if Giannis is top five in the league. Comment. But let's move on to the Lakers, man. Uh Lakers just signed Dion Waiters. Don't know why. Uh, yeah. But uh it was between Dion or JR. So did the Lakers make the right decision in signing Dion? Uh, only time will tell. I just hope this man don't disappear for like two uh, days for no reason. We we doing this again, Edgar. We gonna do this again. Yes. We gonna do this again. Yes. Like didn't throw hot soup out his coach. We gonna do this again. Would you rather have a player who's uh, there yeah. and just throw a temper tantrum or a player that you can't even count on? Would you rather have a player that brain farts on the court while it's uh, in the NBA finals with two seconds left when he get a rebound when he can win the game? Or somebody who doesn't At play? At least he's there. At least he's there. At least he... I'd rather have him not on the court than have him do some dumb stuff <laughs> like that on the court. I'd rather have Dion off the court than have Jr. do some Jr. do some stupid junk like that on the court. No, no, no. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, what if you're in the finals and it's game three and you at home and this man ain't nowhere to be found and then he come back the next day like, what's up? Like he ain't just missed a whole game. That's all. I'm I'd saying. rather that than a brain fart on the court, bro. Jr. Smith is washed up. I don't care. I don't care about the Instagram videos he posts. You can't lie to me anymore. I'm not being finessed by the IG vids anymore. Hoodie Mellow did. You'll be finessed by Jameis Winston, but but not Jr. Bruh, oh my bruh, gosh, I can't bruh, take you. Don't, 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 don't throw Jameis into this. Jameis is down with oh a different animal. Jameis is a totally different animal, and he's new. I you'll be finessed by a man James. who gets eye surgery. He is new. I oh he is completely different. Jr. Smith is washed up. <sighs> I didn't mean to throw football in there, y'all. I just had to. Uh, people are trusting Jameis over Jameis, JR. He is new I Jameis. He needs to be respected as such. Talking about JR. You can't compare JR who brain farts and Jameis Winston. New I Jameis. You can't compare the two. You can't. But what I what I can't believe half of what you're saying. I, 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 I'm speaking facts this whole pod, bro. This is what facts. facts. You're not giving I'm anything. Not facts this whole time. But but what I was really upset about this signing, bro, is Jamal Crawford, bro. Why has my man not been in the league this whole season? He dropped the 50 piece. This past week made it exactly a year oh, since he's been goodness, in the league. Bro. And I see my man on Twitter all the time being humble, appreciating all the players that are playing. But I'm like, Jamal, you one of my favorite players of all time. You dropped a 50 piece last season in the last game. And now I don't even see you no more. And I know you still got the juice. 
and he's exactly what the Lakers need, a playmaker who can hit shots and who can create for others. And Jamal Crawford still don't have a job. I don't understand it, bro. Tell me why, bro. Give me something, because I really don't. I ain't, ain't no explanation. I'm just as pissed as you are. I love Jamal Crawford, Jay Crossover. Like I, I, I don't him. know what. I don't see why he's not in the league. Why are you signing Dion Waiters? Be although although if you if it's if it's between Dion or Jr. Obviously, like I just said, I'm gonna pick Dion because I know Dion still got some juice, even though he got edible issues and other things like that. I'm gonna still rock out with Dion. But when you got Jamal Crawford, man, a, a well rested Jamal Crawford at that. And you're not signing him. It's like, man, that really, that really hurts me, bro. That really hurts me. Because this feels like the whole Melo situation. We see Melo hooping right now. And he was out the league for a whole year. And it's the same thing with J. Crow. J. Crow probably can drop 20 and 5 right now. And he ain't even in the league. It's just like, man, I don't know if he's being blackballed like Melo, but it's some type of disrespect going on, dog, that I don't appreciate. That's crazy, bro. But shout out to Dion because he got another opportunity, another bag. Uh, do you think he gonna do anything at all, or should he get playing time? If he's there, I like him to produce, get at least fifteen points off the bench. You expect that all out of Dion? That's what I, he he could produce now. I ain't gonna say he ain't gonna do nothing. That's why I say I I like Dion. Dion can give you between ten and fifteen points yeah. off the bench. It depends on how many minutes he get. But I, yeah, I like Dion too. And he showed me a lot in that Clippers game, Miami versus the Clippers, because he was actually playing real good defense against Kawhi and uh, Sweet Lou in that game. So if he can play defense as well as he can shoot ball, we might be talking about something. And he's only twenty six years old. Twenty? No, he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight years old. And washed up Jr. is like 37. So just get get Jr. out of here. Good signing by the Lakers. Let's move on. Uh, Joe Kim Noah signed to the Clips. What you think? I I just feel like the Clippers are purposely, in my opinion, they purposely doing this to just show everybody we the best team in LA. <laughs> I don't care how big that Laker brand is. Y'all see the powerhouse we building over there right now. I feel like that's the statement they're trying to make. And I feel like they're literally making this team to just try and embarrass the Lakers and not even give them a chance to win. Basically, bro. Because the the one weakness they did have was the interior. You got Zubac. You got Harold. Harold is really small. But you got another center in Joe Kim Noah, bro. That's that's solid, bro. That means your interior is basically solidified. Because I was worried about that when it came Mm -hmm. to the Lakers. I was like, the Lakers still got the advantage on the interior, on the perimeter, I would give the give it to the Clips. But inside, you got AD McGee, Dwight Howard. I was like, those a lot of big bodies down there. But you throw uh, Zubac, Harold, and now Joe Kim Noah. You know what I'm saying? How uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How uh, ragtag he is. You know, he be all over the place, junkyard dog type of mentality. And then, man, you got a player, man, and uh, that's crazy. They can they can go 11 deep in the playoffs. That's how talented they are, which is nuts. That that's crazy, bro. So shout out to Joe Kim Noah for getting another job. Uh, the Clips winning the uh, the championship. That's all I got to say. Who is who? Your brother? I don't huh? know about that, huh? I don't know about I, that now. I don't know, man. They, 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 I don't know. You know how you know what LA team man, I'm on right now. Did you not see that game last night with Houston? You know what LA team I'm uh-huh. on right now. That's uh-huh. all did I'm gonna say. Did you see that blowout uh, against Houston last night? <laughs> All I need uh, to know is, you know what, LA I just want to make sure you watched that game last night, man. That's all I want to know. This chill. It's regular season. It's regular season. Playoff spots. 
damn near solidify for anything over the fifth seed, you know. So they just they just playing at this point. They just resting, playing, playing, and resting. <laughs> they they if you in the top five, you solidified at this point, basically. Like somebody who's so. real nervous. You sound real nervous. I don't know. We're gonna see on Sunday though. The boys, right. boys play on Sunday. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. And it's the fully healthy clips. So we're gonna see what them Lakers though, what Lakers talking about, man. But let's dive into the young guns, bro. Luca and Zion played a couple of nights ago, man, and it was a battle. Luca had 30, 17, and 10. Zion had like 21 and I want to say 21 and 6, something like that. Something light, something light work. Uh, he was coming off his first back to back. So who would you rather build around? Luca is currently uh, averaging 28, 9, and 9. Zion is averaging 24, 6, and 2. So who would you rather build around for the future? Honestly, I would probably rather build around Zion. And I, I really like Luca. I love what I'm seeing from Luca. I love the fact that he's just so young with the vision and like skill set that he has. But the skill set that Zion has for his height and his weight and the way he could just shoot at least 18 to 20 feet out and still dominate the boards and treat these grown men like little boys. Yeah. Man, I, I would rather build around Zion. And I, I don't see it. They ain't no shot towards Luka. They ain't saying Luka ain't close to his level, but I would just rather build around a player like that who is just so rare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I would rather build around a point guard than Luka. And honestly, bro, I'm not even going to lie to you, bro. I'm going to let recency bias, bias creep in. Because I watched that game on uh, Wednesday, and I was I, I was asking this, uh, this question to myself. Bro. I was about to go with Zion. Cause I love his excitement and his box office ability, but I was like, man, when I seen Luka Doncic cross over Drew Holiday, he crossed him up twice. I said the streets is done, and I said I'm building around that man. If he got that in his bag, if he got that in his bag, the streets is done. I'm building around Luka Doncic if he got that in his bag, and then I seen uh his shot making ability. He can do everything on the court. You know, what I'm saying his defense isn't all world, but. I can deal with it. You know what I'm saying? I can get somebody else on my team to guard people. But still, what he can bring on the offensive end, bro, with all his abilities, I got to ride out with Luka, bro. Nothing to take away from Zion because I, 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 I love Zion. Yeah, like I feel I said, you. Zion is the best thing since sliced bread, but Luka's game is crazy, bro. And that crossover swing, that that hezzy, that hezzy uh, blow by, yeah, yeah. You seen it? I know you seen it. It was all, it was all yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, I just seen it all over Twitter. Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Ooh. Drew Holiday. He he just Luca just not he's athletic not. and he's not athletically built. So that's why it make it even more cool to see because it's like, dang, like he don't even got like the, the type of swag exactly, that you bro. see with a player who can do this. Man. So if yeah. he got that in his bag, bro, the streets is done. And we're gonna get into young duos in the future, man. And him and Porzingis, bro. Yeah, they probably are top my list. But let's dive into this uh, four-team race for the AFC, man. So you got the Grizzlies, you got the Kings, you got the Pelicans, you got the Blazers, you got the Spurs. So it's actually a five-team race for the AFC. So according to uh, BPI, which is Basketball Power Index, Portland currently has the best percentage chance to get the AFC. But the Grizzlies are currently in eighth by, I want to say, three games. Was it three games? Yeah, I think it was like three or four. Yeah, it was like by three games. But they have the hardest schedule. Yeah, they up three yeah, games. They up by yep. three. But they have the hardest schedule, and Portland has like the second easiest schedule. So who do you have to uh, stick with the AC? I'm sticking with the Grizzlies. I feel like John Morant going to do great in his first year and lead the Grizzlies to the playoffs this year. 
it'll, it'll be a first round exit, but hey, at least you can say rookie year. I led us to the playoffs. So I'm wrong with Portland, man. I'm wrong with Big Dame, bro. Before he got before he got hurt, he was on such a high, bro. He was getting he was giving me 50 a night, 45, 40. So I'm wrong with Big Dame, bro. He got he just got back uh earlier this week. He had about a, a light work of 20 and 8, you know what I'm saying? Something like in a minute a minute restriction. So I'm right with Big Dame. And I want to see that series, bro. I want to see a Portland and a, a Lakers first round. I feel like if anybody can steal a game against the Lakers, it's probably Portland. And I, and that's why I'm riding with them. I really wanted it to be Zion, bro. But they, la- they lost their last couple of games. They played the Heat tonight. And I'm a Heat fan, so I'm going to expect a win for the Heat. So I'm, I'm going to be like, that's another game down for the Pelicans. And it's like, I want to see Zion in the playoffs, but I can't see it happening right now, bro. Which is unfortunate, but they're gonna get that next year. Probably be a fifth seed. How they've been playing, yeah. Pelicans gonna be something to reckon with with the future, bro. But I want to give out a huge shout out to my man Lonzo Ball, the best ball brother. I might add, wink, wink, the egg. Yeah, the best. No, ball, stop uh-huh. this, man. Stop it. Lamelo is the best ball brother, and everybody gonna see it. It might not be right away, but over time, y'all gonna be like, yup. He ended up being the best one. I just see it right now. That That's just uh, me. Here you go again with this bull. Like I said, shout out to my man Lonzo. Last couple of games. Last couple All of right. games had seven threes. See. You know what I'm saying? He been getting loose. You know what I'm saying? He been playing good this whole season if I'm going to keep it a being with you. But these yeah. He has. He has. I but since that. Zion's come back, his usage, like I knew it was, was going to go all the way up. His assist astronomical. My man starting to hit threes consistently and efficiently. I think he like 35 from the three. What's my Melo huh? been doing it? Melo been do. doing it. Exactly. He cannot. My this is a league where defense is just a question mark at this point. But it's an intangible but okay. that you need. And can he rebound like my man Zo? Can he pass the ball like my man Zo? Man. I don't know. It's funny I how it's 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 funny how defense and rebounding is just so necessary with Melo, but talk about James Harden. He could drop 50, you know, man. What's that? Now? What's that? This? Who? You. You said it off the pod. It wasn't what? even on what the What did I episode. say about Harden? You excuse defense for Harden, but you want to tag it for Melo. Because he can pass the rock. And Harden is not a bad defender. Something else I want to bring man. up. I'm glad you brought it up. Harden gets too much slack for being a bad defender when he's really underrated as a defender. He's in the post. He's one of the top defenders for his position. And he's not that bad on the wing. You don't see people going that hard during the game like they used to do to Steph Curry. Because they're scared they're going to get an offensive foul like the way they get defensive fouls. I ain't going nowhere near that man on the court. Excuses. No. I breathe. I breathe on hard. Oh, and I got a foul. You go with all this bull. Like I said, my man is a hey, underrated I, I, the, defender. The talent, the talent, doesn't I? He can, he can ball, but I, I ain't finna act like that man ain't got the refs all over no, his. Side. On the defensive side of the ball, my man is underrated. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. And like, like when Giannis said, "Oh, we gonna go at hard in the All Star game." What my man Harden did was clamping all that up. I don't wanna hear it. Giannis can talk all that trash, boy. Just know my nigga Harden better than you. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. You got something to say? Oh, no. I ain't even going to let you get it off. I ain't even going to let you get it off. Don't even matter. Let's move on. Let's, let's, Don't even let's, matter. Let's I want to argue. The Western Conference. 
I won the argument. Yeah, man. <laughs> so let's move on to Western Conference Player of the Month. LeBron won it. I think he averaged 27, 7, and 11. You know what I'm saying? The regular LeBron-y stats. But my man Westbrook was getting off. Actually, for the past couple of months, my man Westbrook began getting off. But in February, he averaged 33 points, <laughs> 7 rebounds, and 7 assists. <laughs> And they, I think the Rockets were like seven and one in the month of February, bro. So was West, Russell Westbrook snuck for the Western Conference Player of the Month? Yeah, I I'll say he snubbed. You know, as much as I love to see what LeBron's doing, the month of February was nothing short of spectacular for Russ. And I feel like Dan Tony's system of small ball is working really well, and Russell Westbrook is the leader of that right now. And I just feel since you're the bad boy of the NBA, you can't be upset for not winning something like Western Conference Player of the Month. You know, I I don't feel like that should be something you even worried about. If you get it, cool. But if you're a superstar in the league and you know you are, but you're just a bad boy that just don't really get picked. But what about my recognition, Edgar? It don't matter if I'm a bad boy of the league. What about my recognition for what the stats I'm putting up? My improvement throughout the season. Man, if... If I'm a top 10, top 15 player in the league, I ain't stressing no dang on player of the month. I don't, that, that's like getting employee of the month at a oh, no. $8 Do you not hour, want to play of nine to five. If you're a top 10, top 15 player in the league, you shouldn't be stressing well, about no player It's about the, the recognition, month. though, bro. Just like when you work at a job, if it's the recognition, is what you want. Especially if it's like a cash incentive involved. But like I said, if you're the bad boy of the league, you can't be surprised if you don't get it. Not saying it's right that you don't get it, but you can't be surprised. That that's what come with it. You got to charge. And when, when did he the become media the barely boy like of the league? Russell Westbrook been the bad boy of the league for like three years now. The way people don't really like interviewing him, the way he get criticized for saying stuff to the media, the beef that he began in with players on the court and all that. Russell Westbrook, if you had to say who's the bad boy, who's the the point your finger person of the league, is Russell would say Westbrook. Patrick Beverly, but we can we can go here. And nah, there. nah. People just be getting aggravated by him on the court, but Russell Westbrook has the all around bad boy image of the NBA. <laughs> Like, at least the media like talking to Pat Bell. The media don't even be liking him. But that doesn't mean he's a bad boy. That That means he's not suited for the media. Because you're a bad boy. That's literally uh, what, like, part of being a bad boy They just hate on his game, bro. I think that's what it is. They just be hating on my man. Just for stuff like this. When he was supposed to win player of the month, they hating on him. Like I said, if you're a top 10, 15 player, I ain't stressing player of the month. If I get it, cool. But if I don't, I, y'all already know. So we supposed to believe. Like, so we gotta... supposed to believe when LeBron said he don't care about MVP. We supposed to believe that. You talking about player of the month MVP? This is player What's the month. Like that's completely that's two completely <laughs> What's different, the difference? different things. You're talking about most valuable player of the entire season as to What's one month. Like, and you talk about the month that includes All Star break at that. What's the difference? Like, <laughs> it's a recognition. It's recognition regardless, bro. It's recognition. So if I get if I get twenty player of the months out of my career, am I suited for the Hall of Fame if I don't got nothing else? But if you got if you got wow. twenty player of the months, wow. you're hooping for the months. I mean, you're hooping for real. Wow. Like a Hall of Fame. Wow. If I can get in the Hall of Fame with That's... it. I'm probably I'm pretty sure anybody can get in if you get twenty player of the months. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That means you was hooping for some months. You know what I'm saying? They be struggling with them player of the months. Right. I don't know. Uh 
I ain't saying the people don't get snubbed. Oh, but come no. on now. Oh, wow. but shout out to- you just said. I, oh Lord, I can't believe I, you just said that. Think, think about that. You saying a lot of stuff. Think about you that. You saying a lot of stuff this part no, that no, just no, don't no. need to be no, said. No, you're saying a lot of stuff that don't need to be said. But think about it, bro. It's how many months are in a season? It is, or in a regular season at least, because it's October. You got October, April. November, December, January, February, March, April, half of April. So six and a half months. Six months. So if you get 20 player of the months, that means you was hooping for your career. Especially when they be stubborn with these player of the months. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, bro, I'm telling you. But if I play 10 years and get, that's only two months out of 10, two months each year you for hooping. 10 years. That ain't really like hooping. Okay, especially All when right. they give it to Braun every year and give it to Giannis every year. You know what I'm saying? When you get two, you know what I'm saying? I wish they kept track on the Wikipedia page how many times players want player of the month? Because you would see Hall of Fame players that only probably got about 19 player of the months. And that's not even including the fact if it's like spread out. Like, what if you get one at the beginning of the season and don't get your next one until like March? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was playing my best basketball in those months. I, I don't know. Things always got to question me. All right, man, let's move on, man. We man. rank we ranking the young duo. They get always with all this blasphemy on the pod. And that's all I hear. Is <laughs> that's all I hear. But let's move on to the young duos, man. So I seen a tweet a couple of days ago. Somebody have posted. Posted the top 10 young duos under 25. I'm going to just give you guys their top five. And then me and Edgar going to go through our top five of uh, duos. So he had Williamson and Ingram at number one. Doncic, Porzingis at two, Tatum Brown at three, Booker eight and at four, and Trey Young and Collins at five. Edgar, what were your top five duos under 25 be? My top five duos under 25 would be Zion and Brandon Ingram at number one, Luca and Porzingis at number two, Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo uh, Russell at still number three. I still can't see it. Of uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton at number four, and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at number five. So we had this conversation yesterday, bro, about if we was, you know what I'm saying, putting team success in the duos, or we just basing it off the duos. And if we're basing it just off the duos, I would I would go Dodgers for Zegas, like I said. I think that's the best future duo. I would probably have Tatum and Brown at two. Because I know what those guys can do on a playoff uh, in a playoff setting, and Tatum has taken that leap into superstar status, so I would go Tatum Brown. Uh, three, I probably would have Williamson and Ingram. Uh, yeah, I'll probably I'll have Williamson Ingram at four. This is where the team success and the the du- the actual duo comes in, because I think Trey Young and uh, the Atlanta Hawks will be something to be reckoned with in the East next season. So if I was going by that team success, I will have them at number four. But if we just go in duos, I think Booker and Aiton is the better duo. So I, I would have Booker, Aiton at four, and Trey Young, Collins at five. That's how I feel. So I have Doncic, Porzingis, Tatum Brown, Williamson, Ingram, Booker, Aiton, and then Trey Young, Collins. That's how we rocking out with the young duo. The reason I put Cat and D'Lo at, I think I put them at number yeah, three or number four. I can't remember. But, yeah, I put them so high because I'm looking to the future for that. 
for that duo. The same way how you said with uh you yeah. said it was for Trey Young. Yeah, the same way you looking for the future for them. That's how I'm looking for D Lo and Cat. Cause I know they've been looking to play with each other for a long time. And we know what they each can individually bring. And I'm just excited to see that come together yep. for next season. And we also got news today that uh Yusuf Nurkic will be coming back real soon for Portland. I think he's coming back on March 15th. So he was out, yeah, he was basically coming okay. back um at the end of the season, but he will have a month before this playoff run if they would choose to make it or if they make it at all. So shout out to Nurkic, man. We ain't seen him all season. I want to know how Whiteside is going to react to his minutes being taken. That's going to be something to, uh, you know, saying something to watch. But, uh, yeah. And now let's go to the shout-out portion of this podcast. No, before we get to the shout-outs, did you hear about this uh, this rumor that the Knicks will be going after CP3 this offseason? Man, if I'm CP3 and get picked up by the Knicks, you know, I'm not playing. I'm not. If you want to cash them no. checks, you better play. Man, I got to stay far. Man, you better feel – oh, my <laughs> gosh. I would be so pissed if I was CP3. The, the Knicks, bro, I'm CP3. You need to respect me, the dog. Knicks. The Knicks. The Knicks. No. I don't care who you are. If you are – if you are an OG like CP3, or if you're a top 10, 15 player now in the league, I ain't playing for the Knicks. Wow. I just so ain't. the thing about CP3 and the Knicks and the uh, the correlation is Leon Rose, who is currently the president of the New York Knicks, was CP3's old agent. So that's the correlation. So they think CP3 going to get traded to the Knicks this offseason. I don't know. Like I said, the Knicks are so weird as a franchise. And let me let me get on the Knicks real quick because this franchise just continues to embarrass themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves for treating oh, yeah. Spike Lee how they treated him. That uh, I think that was yeah, like what three days, three days yeah. ago now, two three days ago. Yeah. So if if you haven't heard Spike Lee, who is I want to say been going to Knicks games for like at least consecutively for at least twenty seven <laughs> years now. Like, this is the OG sports fan of all basketball sports fans. I don't care how big Drake is in Toronto or Jack Nicholas is and Jack Nicholson is in L.A. or, like, Rick Ross and DJ Khaled in Miami. No, Spike Lee is the biggest fan of basketball in the NBA. Like, nobody represents the Knicks harder than Spike Lee. And I feel like what they – what – uh. What's his name? Uh, the Dolan. owner. Uh, yeah, dope. What James Dolan did was just completely out of out of proportion, and the fact that they didn't they didn't notify Spike that he can't take the entrance that he took for the past twenty seven years. He's been taking the employee entrance, mm-hmm. and they let him do it. And then one this past game, they they basically tried to kick yeah. him out of the garden. They was they didn't say a hey, they didn't come up to him respectfully and say hey Mr Lee if you take this uh you won't be able to take this way again anymore due to a change of policy no they didn't say that they basically said you sir you have to exit Madison Square Garden like you can't take this interest no more you gotta leave now <coughs> and Spike basically like so y'all kicking me out the garden like I spent over the past twenty some years I done spent over ten million dollars for tickets like and y'all kicking me out the garden man. I don't blame him. Spike Lee said he ain't going to the next game for the rest of this season until next season start. And I don't blame him at all. James Dolan and the Knicks organization 
just should be embarrassed, should be completely upset with themselves because that's just stupid. You don't throw away your number one fan who basically then contributed to the team mm-hmm. more than anybody else. Yeah. So he didn't contribute more than any of these other players. Hey, it's so. funny, bro, because you basically explained to me the con- uh, the, uh, the whole situation because I was watching the, uh, the first take clip and I was like, I don't know what the hell he was talking about. That nigga was all over the place when he was talking about this. He was like, yeah, they had kicked me out of this place, and I was doing this, and I was trying to do this. I was like, I don't know what the hell Spike talking about, bro. He was all over the place in his story, bro. So you probably. He was taking the employee entrance for this entire time to get to his Knicks seats. And for whatever reason, this past game, this past home game that the Knicks had, they basically had security try to stop him from getting to his seat. But some of the security men that he knew really, really well from back in the day just let him slide, even though he was already pissed off that they was even trying to kick him out. He was like, it's cool. I'll just go to my seat. And then during halftime, James Dolan walked over to him and said, we got to change the policy. Like, you just can't go that way no more. I just wanted to talk and tell you that. Spike was like, no, I don't want to talk. Like, I don't want to talk to y'all after y'all just try to do what y'all try mm. to do to me. So, uh, yeah, we already know about the Knicks, man, being a moribund franchise. And check this out. LaMelo Ball, your man, is probably going to end up there this season. His daddy already said he wanted him to go there. So LaMelo could possibly be with the Knicks. <laughs> And you already said he's gonna be better than Lonzo. It depends a lot about the situation of LaMelo Ball. And if he goes to the Knicks, man, I don't know if he reaches his peak with the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? This Melo gonna be the biggest thing that happened to the Knicks since mm. the last Melo. We gonna see, man. We gonna see. I'm still mad about the Knicks with uh, Dennis Smith and Knox, man. But I'm gonna leave that for another pod, man. But shout out to Colin Sexton. And shout out to Josh Jackson, man, for what they've been doing in the league. You know, we as a podcast, we love shining the light on people that's not getting enough credit in the mainstream media. So Colin Sexton is averaging 20 points, three rebounds, and two assists this season. And the la- But the last two games have really made me look at him a little bit closer, man. I actually watched the game against the Celtics, but he had 41. And the game before that, he had 32. <laughs> And the experts have been questioning Colin Sexton, saying that he shouldn't be a point guard. They were questioning if he should even belong in the league. But the one thing that John Beeline did that was good for the Cavaliers franchise was move uh, Sexton to the two. Ever since then, Sexton has been flourishing as a guard in this league. So shout out to Sexton. And also to Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson was somebody who was playing in the G League earlier this season and is now getting real uh, minutes for the Memphis Grizzlies and is actually producing and could be somebody that is a real player in the playoffs this season. So shout out to my man Josh Jackson, man. Came a long way since being the fourth pick and I want to say it was a 2015? Oh, no, it was 2017 because it was with Alonzo. So 2017 draft, man. It was only three years ago, but he was already, you know what I'm saying, pushed out through the league to the G League, but he's back, man. He's He's hitting threes now. Josh Jackson couldn't shoot a couple years ago. Now he had to be hitting threes, man. So shout out to Josh Jackson, man. Uh, big games of the weekend. You got the Lakers versus Bucks on Friday. That's going to be a big game. I want to see what the Lakers do. And I think it's at L.A. And it's going to be the Lakers versus the Clips on Sunday. So those are two games to look forward to this weekend. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the NFL. I've been hearing a lot of rumors. Before Edgar, we start huh? this. Huh? Yeah, go Before ahead. Before we start go this, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I need, man. Oh, I'm trying to hold my tongue. Stephen go A. Ahead. Smith, 
I, I doubt Stephen A. Smith listening, but if you are listening, you should be ashamed of yourself for saying what you said the other day. I think you said about two days ago. What he said? This man had the the unmitigated gall, audacity, the audacity to say that the perfect fit for Jameis Winston is the New England Patriots. That ain't bad, bro. No, that ain't bad. No, no. Hold on, I didn't even hear him say that. I didn't even hear him. No, he's no, he's doing it again. You're falling for it. He makes you guys fall for it every time, bro. I can't stand it, Jameis. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, no, I can't, my man. I can't believe you're supporting this. Yeah, that ain't bad, bro. I've never questioned Bill Belichick ever in his whole – well, nah, I questioned him one time when they lost against Seattle that year. But, um, no, 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 I didn't. Nope, shame of mine. No, because they – I'm thinking of the first – I'm thinking – yeah, yeah, the first time they played Seattle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the only time I questioned him. Until now, this is the second decision I've ever questioned for Bill Belichick in his whole career. If he – is to ever even look at Jameis and say, that's, you know a good, "That's a good fit. That's a good Man. fit." I like it, bro. If I never questioned Bill Belichick, but I would that day, bro. If y'all don't resign New I Jameis, and that's his new name, that's New I Jameis, man. If y'all don't resign New I Jameis, he gonna go somewhere else, man. And my cousin's been saying this for a minute. Jameis going to go somewhere where they got a good old line they got a running game, and they're going to win the championship. And I always tell them, nah, nah. But this is new I, Jameis. And I believe in new I, Jameis now. And I think if he goes somewhere, we can see Jameis in the playoffs real soon. He didn't even do we, that We yet. can see Jameis in the playoffs real soon. Oh, your fault, y'all. We can see him in the playoffs real soon, man. Yeah, y'all falling for keep it. Him, I'm telling you, the Bucks better keep him. If we keep Jameis Winston, I will drive to Tampa, sit in front of the stadium all day. And hug Jameis Winston. With several signs. I don't know what the signs are going to say yet, but I'm going to make signs. Man, you should be happy. It's new I, Jameis. You got to understand. But let's move on, man. I didn't even hear Stephen A. say that, but I like the prediction. I really do. If Tom Brady wants to leave, I like it. I like it a lot. If they can't get Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford is kind of the perfect fit. But if they can't get Matt Stafford, then James Winston is solid. But I've been hearing a lot of rumors about Tom Brady to the 49ers. And we talked about this last week. But it's a slow news week in the NFL, so we're going to talk about it again. <laughs> so how do you feel about this? And I've also been hearing that A.B. and Tom Brady have been in contact still to this day. And I'll talk about possibly teaming up real soon. Man, Tom Brady friends with everybody. He probably texted. Is he keeping in contact with him? Is he keeping in contact with him? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's Tom Brady contact. is one of the nicest players in the league. It doesn't surprise me that he still texts people when they're not in the league anymore. <laughs> I don't know, bro. This kind of, it could be a team up in San Francisco. Possibly. Nah. So how do you feel about uh TB, bro? And what it was? Did we say this last week that it was unlikely that he comes back? I think I said that last week. This that was like two, almost three weeks ago. I think. Yeah, yeah, that was two weeks ago. Yeah, so we said that last week. I, yeah. I said the same thing. I don't think he's gonna go back. I don't think he's going back to New England. I feel like he's gonna shop the world and just sign somewhere else to close out his career. And I, I didn't put San Fran as his number one option, but because I you, I don't know why, bro. But you, you looking at Jimmy G as that guy? He's not. 
Jimmy G got it, bro. If you could, would you imagine if they traded for each other? If it was a Jimmy G and Tom Brady swap, New England would be the Super Bowl next year. Of course, because it's Jimmy G. No, no, that's not the reason. Oh my god, they just need they just need a competent QB, and that's all they need is because he's Jimmy G. Nah, he's competent. He's not trash, but he's competent. That's all they need. They go, he's a they game go manager. Talent. You just proven my point. No, he's a game manager. Yes, you. That's what you just said. You say he's not trash, but you just say he's not trash. You say so he's a game manager. He is, but Tom Brady is also a game manager. He is, but they're okay. gonna have talent next season for the Patriots. They're gonna have talent next year. So okay, he's not so gonna have to like do as I much. Said, like I said, if you put the right pieces around Jimmy G, he going to do what he got to do. No. He don't need to say that. He's not going to need to say today. You just proved my point without even knowing you proved a point. No, no, no. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. So I, I kind of did prove your point. But look at this. Because in New England, it's a different Jimmy G. In New England, I actually like Jimmy G. But in San Francisco, I don't like Jimmy G. But they actually bred him in New England. And he's used to Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. So I think we see a different Jimmy G, one who can actually make throws. But in San Francisco, he's not the same Jimmy G. He can't make all the throws. He misses wide open people in the Super Bowl. But in New England, he's a different quarterback. So that's what I'm saying. If they swap, I could see New England getting the Super Bowl with Jimmy G because he's a different quarterback in New England. I'm telling you. And what if we seen a San Francisco versus New England Super Bowl next year? And they was on this. Oh, man. I'm taking too far ahead, man. But how do, you feel about it? How do you feel about San Francisco and Tom Brady? I feel like it could work. You know, that's hometown for him. He always grew up as a Niners fan. So what better way to end the six Super Bowl ring story than by ending it by saying I ended it out by going home, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like storyline-wise, that would be great. Uh, I feel like Kyle Shanahan and Tom Brady could work. I feel like Brady is just used to just super strict authority, though. And I'm not – I've never really been sure if Shanahan has been that kind of coach. Mm-hmm. So, that would that would be the only question mark. Like, is it going to be the same disciplinary factor of Brady being in San Fran as the Patriots? I mean, no one can match the disciplinary acts of the Patriots. Yeah. Can they can they give him something to work with? That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, they got the talent over there. You know what I'm saying? You got Kittle. You got the running backs. You know what I'm saying? You got Debo. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about the disciplinary. Oh, but do you really need yeah. the discipline if they just got to the Super Bowl? Do you need the discipline? Oh, definitely. You know how hard it is to go back to the Super Bowl two times in a row? That hardly ever happens. It does, but it's like, man, that team's so uber talented, bro. I don't and I don't see anybody leaving. Usually with Super Bowl teams, that free agency hits and then people start to leave from the Super Bowl teams. And I don't see anybody leaving from San Francisco from the offensive or defensive side of the ball. So I don't see anybody leaving. And lo- as long as the coaching doesn't change, that's that's the only hindrance. But I can see them getting back to the playoffs next season. The Super Bowl, I don't know. But the playoffs, I definitely can see that, man. But I, the thing is, you made a good point about the system because what system are they going to run? Are they going to run the system that Brady ran in New Orleans? Not New Orleans, but in New England? Or are they going to actually run... Kyle Shanahan system because at 43 does Tom Brady want to uh, learn a whole new system that's the question and I don't know yeah see now that I agree with I don't know what system they would try to use I figure Brady just having the the respect and the status that he does 
he can honestly probably walk in there and they'll probably say what system works best for you and how can we like mold something around you instead of hey this is our system and we know you're the best but we want you to try to adjust to this like i feel like they'll give brady the room to say this is how i usually do things and i feel like this is the best way it can work for me to be successful on the team yeah probably 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 but they were talking about don't get up they was talking about it's going to be a qb domino effect come free agency time this is the most quarterbacks that have been in free agency in a very very long time you got ryan Tannehill. Who just got uh the Titans to the uh conference uh championship? You got Jameis, new eye Jameis. He a whole new quarterback at this point. You got uh you got Teddy Bridgewater. Who else you got? You got uh Alex Smith could be available. Matt Stafford could be available. You got Tom Brady out there. You got Phillip Rivers. You got so many options. But they said it's all gonna start with Tom. Once Tom picks a team, that's when everybody else is gonna fall into place. And that's going to be interesting to see, man. I'm ready. I think free agency starts on the 18th of March. So it's going to be something to see, man. But let's dive into Dak because this is another free agent quarterback. Dak was offered 33 mil. 33 M's. But he's still talking about he don't want that. He want more. See, this is why I said he don't even deserve the 30 that he that, asked that, for. Oh, right, my God. Right, this bro, goes, I'm, I'm, I'm this literally goes perfectly into that. Oh, but see, if you just shut up and just let it happen and just let it all play out and just let them judge his talent that he's been showing, I wouldn't have said nothing. But no, I just got to have even more than the outstanding amount I was asking for. Oh, my God. See, he's he digging himself even deeper now. I, bro, I agree with you, bro. $33 million, Dak Prescott should be taking that money and running with it right now. He's in Texas where I don't think there's any income state tax. He should be taking that money right now. He getting all that cheese, and I was I was surprised. I was wanting him just to get a thirty mil, but if you getting thirty three per year, that and you not making the playoffs? Out of here! I almost cursed. Out of here. So I was going to ask you, should he take it? But obviously, you feel like he should. Uh, I don't know. I just I. I really hate making it sound like I don't want that to succeed because that's what it be sounding like. But this man is asking for too much money. But he's they're willing to give him this much money. So it's not like he's asking for it. They're giving it to him. So if you're going to offer me the amount of money, I'm going to take it. I don't know why he's not taking it right now. That's why I'm upset. They only offered it. They only offered it because he said he wanted more. It ain't like they said it first. This is a situation where who said what first? That I'm mad at that, bro. That I've been fighting for you to get the 35. Then I've been hearing you talk about franchise tags and all that. But if they gonna give you 33 million over four years, Dak, you better take that money, bro. I don't know what you're thinking about, but you need to take that money, bro. Right now, sign the contract. I mean, yeah, take it. But first off, he shouldn't have asked for it. Second off, they shouldn't have been like, yeah, we can give it to you. Like, no, I just, oh, this, this is all a plan on how the Dallas Cowboys are going to make that seventh seed, <laughs> that new seventh seed in the playoffs. That's all this is. I keep telling y'all, it's it's all going to come together. Watch. It's going to come together. It is going to come together. But we're going gonna to see if it works because a lot of people going to be, you know what I'm saying, you got to pay. What they, what they say? Got to pee. You got to take away from Peter to pay Paul or one of them things they say. You got to pay the piper? Pay the piper, or you gotta take away from Peter to pay Paul. One of them saying, "Y'all know what I'm saying." Man, you mix the Bible verses. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> I 
nigga, you gotta pay the piper. What I gotta do anything? You gotta take away from Peter to pay Paul. Yeah. Cause so you gotta take away money. What from Peter somebody did else. for you to take something? Huh? What you say? What Peter did for you to take something? Cause you gotta take money out somebody else's pocket to put it in that pocket. But what Peter did for you to take something? See, I'm looking too deep into yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, it don't deep. matter what Peter did. I'm but Peter what? ain't getting as much money I'm as he like... Cause Paul gotta get paid. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you look, you look real deep in that. I, I ain't get that deep. <laughs> all right, man. Let's move into uh, college basketball, man. So. A couple of games from the past week. I've been watching a lot of Michigan State, man. Y'all know I love me some Cash and Winston, and Cash has been eating the past couple of weeks. Michigan State beat Maryland. They manhandled them uh, this past Saturday. And they beat uh, Penn State on Tuesday. That's Eggert team. They had manhandled them. Or oh, it was a comeback, actually. And then they ended up manhandling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentucky beat Auburn on Saturday. And Ohio State, which is Eggert team, beat Michigan. So, Egg, how you feel about them games? Did you watch any of them? How did you feel? Uh, I didn't get to watch any of those games, but just been after I've been looking at the standings and looking at why I see everybody, I'm still just really impressed with Maryland, even though Michigan State beat them the way they did when I went back and checked the box score. So, that was surprising to see. I still feel like Maryland is proving that they are the best team in the Big Ten, even though Wisconsin has the same conference record as them right now. Mm. So I feel like Michigan State is still the um actually it's a three way tie. Three way tie. For, yep. Yeah, but um I still feel like Maryland is showing how they're still the better team, even though Michigan State got that dub. Uh, I love the pen the comeback win for Penn State. Penn State been my sleeper team for the Big Ten. I've been happy for them, and I'm just happy that Ohio State. Uh, just been um trying to keep my hopes up because I had them as my favorite team when the season was like real early in. So the fact that they still somehow some way trying to keep swinging, I applaud it. Yeah, man. Uh, I watched the, I watched uh both of these games. I watched the Maryland versus Michigan State game because I watched the first I watched it the first time they played and Michigan State should have won that game, but uh Cowan ended up going on fire and scoring like. 12 points in the last three minutes. So that's why they beat Michigan State in the first game. But they clapped them this weekend. And uh, they came back on Penn State uh, on Tuesday. I had watched that one. That was a clean one. Cassius Winston was eating. Rocket Watts was eating. And that's somebody I wanted to talk about. I put him in the notes. I wanted to talk about Rocket Watts because I don't like a lot of people on Michigan State. But like I said, I love me some Cassius Winston. But Rocket Watts is somebody I'm beginning to like a lot because he is somebody who can clap. He can play defense. And he can make big shots when necessary. Rocket Watch is going to be somebody to reckon with in the future in the Big Ten. I'm telling you. Because Cash and Winston is leaving this season. And uh, Rocket Watch is going to be the future of Michigan State, man. I'm telling you. I knew him in high school when he was playing with LaMelo Ball at Spire. And he was a hooper back then. And he's still a hooper right now, bro. So I like me some Rocket Watch, bro. A lot. But we got a couple of big games this weekend, man. We got UF in Kentucky. Edgar, you going to that one? Uh yeah, I think um let me see what day it's on. I think it's on a Tuesday. It's on Saturday. It's on oh it's oh that's right. I forgot what week we in. Yeah, I was it's thinking of the last one of the last game we played. Oh, it's Saturday. I should be able to make it. I don't gotta work. So I'm gonna try to make that game so I can give y'all a a, a better understanding of my live experience for the last game. Yep, yep. Yep. And uh what else we have to talk about? So who you got? You right with UF? I think I got UF this game. 
Yeah, I'm picking us to end the season with a dub, a big upset dub. Yeah. And Kentucky just lost to Tennessee this weekend. Uh, not this weekend, but this past week they lost to uh, Tennessee. So they're starting mm-hmm. to slide. So hopefully they can get uh, back-to-back losses from my Gators. Uh, you got 8 Seton Hall versus 11 Creighton. Uh, who you got? I'm going to go with Seton Hall. Sleeper Seton Hall. Yeah. The team that I pointed at before the season started, and I was like, I see something in them. I don't even know what it is, but I see something. Yeah. Now, Miles Powell, man, he's uh, in the player of the year conversation, probably going to get Big East player of the year again. Uh, Miles Powell, Luca Garza, and it was somebody else. I'm forgetting the name. Probably Trey Jones. But it was three people in the player of the year conversation. And Miles Powell from Seton Hall is definitely in that conversation, man. So shout out to Seton Hall. Number eight, man. I ain't never seen Seton Hall this high. So it should be exactly. Yeah, they should be a two or three seed come tournament time. So they should be interesting to watch. Um, we got Louisville, who is ranked number ten, versus twenty-two Virginia. What you think? Oh, I like Louisville. I'm gonna go with the they. I think they're playing away, right? Oh yeah, Louisville playing away. Yeah, yeah. Virginia, I don't trust their home stance mm. this season. Yeah. Like, I just feel like Louisville will get that dub to close out the season. I'm actually gonna ride with Virginia. Man, it's something about Louisville. Shout out to Ryan McMahon because he from he from the uh Sarasota man. That's close enough to the bird, bro. Shout out to him. Uh, but Virginia man, they've been have they've been on a little winning streak recently, man. I like how they've been playing. I watched the last couple of games from them. And Louisville, they go on like long droughts where they can't score buckets. Jordan and War, he inconsistent. It's like, eh, I don't, I don't really trust Louisville like that. I know they rank number ten, but I don't really trust them come tournament time. So I'm gonna ride with Virginia. You got Duke versus UNC. I want to say Duke is ranked 12 right now. So, who you got? Uh, mm, who I want for this game? And then, you know, it was a close one last time. Uh, What's the name? Hit a game winner? Wendell Moore? Yeah, that's, that's why I don't know. Man, I'll go at UNC. I ain't watched North Carolina all year, but I'm going to go ahead and pick them to get the dub. And it's and it's at Duke because the first one was at UNC. I yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a pick. I'm a pick UNC and Coach Roy to shock everybody and be like, "See, we still blue." Yeah, and they're gonna be a scary team to watch come ACC tournament time too, because they're like I want to say they're like second to last in the ACC because they've had a lot of close game and a lot of close losses, and obviously, uh, Cole Anthony was out this whole season, and they kind of built the team around him. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play come the tournament time. But do you think Trey Jones, who is the point guard of Duke, do you think he is player of the year in the ACC? Uh, he's definitely built up a resume to be. I don't really see anybody else that can just obviously win it over him mm-hmm. uh, right now. I just feel like I just feel like I really like what I'm seeing from him from his position and being a sophomore and just being able to show uh, – the level of leadership that he's showing. It's not just the fact that he's scoring 16 points per game. And that that's like, what, eight points higher than what he was scoring last? Yeah, it is. Big jump, big jump. Yeah, so shooting almost 43% from the field, you know, I just feel like he's been dominating for this team, even though they're not ranked and they're not really being looked at as a huge threat this season. I feel like he's still keeping the name of Duke strong with uh, how he's playing this. No, season. they rank. They rank twelve. I just ain't put their ranking on the doc. They think they rank. Oh, they're not. Yeah, they oh, okay, yeah, my they bad. I thought they wasn't ranked. Yeah. I was gonna say they was ranked last time I looked, but I didn't know they dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah they twelve. I think they had two losses last week, so they, I think they dropped from like three to twelve, but they still ranked. 
It just oh, okay. Yeah. I was scared for a second. I was gonna say, dang, I still don't see them being that big of a threat though. Yeah, um, me neither, bro. I still but, see a first round, yeah. first round upset. But um next game we got 25 Michigan versus nine Maryland and 19 Ohio State versus 16 Michigan State. What you think about those two games? Uh I'ma take Mm. I'm gonna go with Maryland over Michigan, even though I, I really like Michigan this year. But I'm, I'm gonna pick Maryland. It, it ain't gonna even be close. I feel like they'll win by at least twelve points. Mm. And I like Ohio State to be Michigan State. I think Michigan State play at home, but I feel like Ohio State will sneak that last win. Mm. And that's gonna uh, determine a lot because they said it's a possibility that could be a six-way tie for number one in the Big Ten. Man, that's how. Tight the Big Ten has been the whole season. Shout out to Rutgers because I think they're gonna end up making the tournament. So shout out to them. Uh, but who do you think will be Big Ten Player of the Year? I think it's between Anthony Cowan, Luca Garza out of Iowa, and Jalen Smith who plays for Maryland as well. So who are you ride with for Big Ten Player of the Year? I feel like it'll probably be Jalen Smith for Maryland, <laughs> just because the way they've shot everybody with the way they're progressing during the second half of the season. All right. I'll probably ride with Luca Garza because I think he's in player of the year conversation as well. I haven't heard a lot about player of the year conversation this whole year. It's really been up in the air just like this whole season. We really don't know what's going yeah. on. So uh, I'm going to ride with Luca Garza. Though. I've been hearing a lot about him. I watched his game against Michigan State, I think a couple of weeks ago because I was at the airport when I watched it. And he's solid. He's solid. So I'm going to ride with him. Um, but conference tourneys are, are starting this weekend and next week. So y'all should be looking forward to those. You got the ACC tournament, Big 12 tournament. Man, I used to remember the Big East tournaments. Bro, them just used to be legendary, bro. Yeah. I used to come home from school around like three. The tournaments used to be on. It used to be live. I miss those days. The Big East, the old Big East, man. I definitely miss those days, bro. But conference tournaments, tournaments, y'all should definitely look forward to those. Uh, but that's the end of the podcast, man. Edgar, uh, you have any predictions? Anything to wrap us up with? Uh, hmm. Any bold predictions? I like the Lakers to beat the Clippers and the Bucks this weekend. Mm, making a big, big stink. I like them to win both. Yep. <laughs> All right, I rock with that. Ah, I rock with. I get the Lakers against the Bucks, and I'll get the Clips versus the Lakers because I like how the Clips playing. The Clips clapping to uh, Houston right now too. I feel like the Lakers are going to get their first win over the Clippers this season. So that's why I'm picking them to win both. Oh, yeah. They should be extra motivated. I didn't even think about that. They should be extra motivated, but I'm still going to ride with the healthy Clips. Still going to rock out with them. All right, man. That's the end of the podcast. Egger, hit them with the social media. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at Q underscore and underscore E underscore podcast. And you can follow our Facebook page at Q&E Podcast. And don't forget to click that like button. Yes, and you can follow me at QHicks3 on Twitter. Follow Edgar at EggerMartin97. And follow his uh, Instagram at EggerMartinOfficial. Check us out on YouTube. We're going to start posting more consistently over there. We're going to start getting more visuals of like our actual faces. So definitely uh, check those out. Uh, what else? What else? Gmail. Hit us up at the Gmail. Q A N D E podcast at gmail.com. And oh, something before I go. I want to recommend this video. It was the All the Smoke podcast, bro. If y'all still listening at this point, 
uh, the Al Harrington podcast for, with all the smoke. I love that podcast. I just watched it yesterday. Real informative about marijuana and Al Harrington's come up in uh, the his the NBA and stuff like that from high school and how he got into the marijuana industry and how he, it's evolving right now. So I'm really like I really love that uh that podcast from uh from all the smoke, bro. I'm gonna have to catch. Yeah, that. bro, it's a definitely a good one, man. I had sent it to my mom earlier, bro. So you should definitely check that one out. All y'all should check it out as well. So, uh, Eggert, you want to plug your uh, UF articles? Uh, yes. If you want to eat, read any ESPN Gainesville articles that I or any other of my fellow UF students have written, uh, you can check it out at www.wruf.com and click on any of the sports links that you see. You might see something written for me or, like I said, any of my other. Uh, fellow students so don't be afraid to uh, check that out yeah man you can check out my junk i'm gonna start posting sports articles soon man just got in contact with my editor again so i'm gonna start posting like a like a couple of them a week so check us out at uh sfmn.fiu.edu that is south florida media network so definitely check those out and that is the end of our podcast we appreciate you for listening and we're out, and we're out. peace